What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the City Boy Rock podcast. It is officially NFL season. Um, This week, Vincent and I are breaking down week one of the NFL season and also previewing a few matchups from week two. We are so excited for this NFL season. Um, It's just getting into swing. And um, thank you guys for listening. Here we go. What is going on, Trey? How are you doing on this week two? Beginning of week two. I'm doing great, bro. I'm so excited. Um, The last two days felt so long, but I'm glad it's Thursday. Thursday night football, first one of the year. Let's do this. We are in full swing around the NFL. Week one, slate of games just happened. Uh, A lot to break down. Starting off with the world champs opening up the season on Thursday night football uh, in Arrowhead. Ring ceremony, Chris Jones was not playing. Travis Kelsey was out with a sprained knee or hyperextended knee for that game. And uh, what we saw that game, Mahomes just trying to save the day. And from my eyes, all I saw was Patrick Mahomes just trying to do everything he possibly could to get keep the Chiefs in the game. And he did that. until he, And then uh, I would say Kadarius Tony sold that game. And he's still talking on Twitter. I don't know. Or I, on Instagram, actually, about the Giants. I'm like, bro. You sold the game for the Chiefs, but whatever. Um, literally a pick six that was in his hands. The ball was perfectly placed in his hands. Dropped it, caused a pick six, um, and then dropped another crucial pass on a potential game-winning drive for Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs just couldn't pull it out. They lost 21-20. Dre, I got to ask you first, man, are the Chiefs in trouble if Travis Kelsey, this injury, continues to linger on? Um. I think they're in trouble for the short term, not for the long term, because I think he's going to come back. Um, We clearly saw, like, the receivers, they're just not that good at all. Um, Like, as a collective group. Scott um, Moore, bro. Yeah. 44 yards, bro. I know, bro. I don't think I can trust a a receiver who has a number that starts with a two in it, bro. Like, that just, like, just inherently pisses me off, seeing that he's – he has a two in front of his number um, as a receiver. But, um, yeah, like, they just couldn't seem to get open. Mahomes was had to, like, hold on to the ball for longer and stuff, even though he didn't get sacked. Um, the fact that they just couldn't get open, he had to, like, scramble a lot. He was their leading rusher. Um, so it's really hard um, without Travis Kelsey. Like, he attracts so much attention. Other guys can really get open. Um and, you know, the defense can't just play straight up man coverage um, and kind of just plaster their receivers with um, if Kelsey's in the game. So um, I don't know if he's going to play this week. It doesn't – from the way they've been talking about it, um, I don't think he's going to, and I don't blame them. Might as well keep him, you know, as healthy as possible for towards the end of the season. I think he'll come back next week or the week after for sure. But um, – there's no need to rush him. They'll be fine. The division, like, I don't really trust the Chargers oh, much. They look the same. <laughs> what? We saw Denver. They look the same. Yeah, Denver, much of the same. They can't get past 16 points. Um, I think they averaged 16 points last year, and that was that's, like, a number of a lot of contention within Broncos country um, because it just gives them memories of last year. So I, they have a lot of room to improve. Um, Obviously, the Raiders, I mean, Josh McDaniels is their coach. So I don't think the Chiefs have much to worry about. Um, 
Chris Jones is coming back, so their defense should be much better. They already played pretty well against a pretty good offense in the Lions um, on Thursday. So adding Chris Jones is just going to help even more. They got a lot of young guys in the secondary um, that seem to be improving. Trent McDuffie, um, Cook, their safety. So I think they'll be fine. Like, I mean, they have Mahomes as their quarterback. Um, as for the Lions, um, they look good. Like that. Like that's probably their biggest win in like what this whole century. Probably. Um, like opening night, national TV. They don't usually get that much notoriety, and they went out and won that game. There, uh, Dan Campbell really went for it. Um, that fake punt in the first quarter, very ballsy. Um, you know, they had some questionable fourth down decisions at the end of the game, but Jared Goff looked good. He's on pace to beat that um, most passes thrown without an interception record. Um, I think they needed a little more speed in the receiver department. Um, you know, they just – it's a lot of guys who are, like, really good at running routes and stuff. But I think Jamison Williams will really help with that to stretch the field because I don't think they have a deep threat as currently con constructed. Um, Sam Laporta looked good. The Aiden Hutchinson was all over the field, bro. He's looking really, really good. And I think they made significant improvements on their defense. So um, they should be a team to watch for sure. Um, I think they're going to win this week against Seahawks too. So it was a really good start to the game, start to the season. And I'm not too worried about the Chiefs either. Yeah, for me, uh, the Chiefs, I think, like Shrey said, in the short term, however long Travis Kelsey is out for, uh, they should be concerned a little bit, but once he comes back full swinging, fully healthy, uh, they will be just fine. Because the fact that they, the defense held up pretty well. They only allowed 14 points on the on the exactly. Um, and and you have Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day, the greatest quarterback potentially in NFL history. Um, and, and I'm just saying, like, if I were the Chiefs. I would rest Travis Kelsey as long as I possibly can until you're really in trouble. But, um, yeah, the Chiefs, I think they're kind of going to realize, and I know the front office is going to make a move. There's going to be a receiver coming to the Chiefs come trade deadline. It's going to be a solid receiver. Mike Evans potentially could be um, maybe Stephon. I don't think Stephon Diggs is going to come. There's no way the Bills are trading. But there's going to be some move the Chiefs are going to make before the trade deadline. Yeah, someone's going to go on the market. And there's so much receiver talent. Yeah, that receiver four right there, Chiefs have um is might be the worst in the league. Like the fact that Juju Smith Schuster was your best receiver and he made that much of a difference, like it's kind of embarrassing. Um I he mean He was huge in the Super Bowl too. Like he was huge in the Super Bowl, but like so there is Tony, bro. Like you just can't rely on that dude to make big plays for you. Uh the fact that MVS was your number one receiver when he's a number three for the Packers, uh, or he was a number three for the Packers, it's just it's a lot, bro. So, uh, yeah, the Chiefs are going to be fine, but Travis Kelsey because they're going to desperately need him because uh, I didn't ever see the Chiefs struggle on offense like I did uh, against the Lions. And then for the Lions, they have a lot of speed, a lot of finesse players. They're, very, they're a gritty team, but with finesse. Um, I mean, you got the guys like Amon Ross St. Brown who can get open. Um, their running back tandem between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs is solid. I mean, Jameer Gibbs looked good the ball he he didn't get the ball as much as I, I'd like to see him but uh when he did get the ball he would make something happen and that that offensive line is solid bro they, they stepped back off look comfortable in the pocket um he didn't throw a pick that's the best part about Jared Goff 
uh, when he's up and they have a game plan set and he doesn't have to make um, untimed throws, he's solid. Uh, I'll give him that. And, uh, yeah, the Lions are going to be good. But Chiefs, yeah, they, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. No need to worry, Chiefs Kingdom. Moving on now to the Sunday night football game, a game that I watched not even that closely. Because after the first quarter, Brian Newman's getting wraps the Dallas Cowboys walking into MetLife Stadium in the pouring rain and just putting on an absolute clinic. Besides the first drive, man, I did not fear the Giants at all, bro. I saw Daniel Jones make some good throws on the first drive. Saquon had a decent run on the first drive. But other than that, man, it was all Cowboys ever since that block kick. Nothing went well for the Giants. Um, Shrey, is it more so are the Cowboys that good or are the Giants just that bad? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I was really high on the Cowboys' regular season prospects coming into the season. I had them as my first seed in the NFC. Um, so, yeah, their defense is absolutely stacked. Um they got so much speed. They obviously have Micah Parsons, who is top two defender in the league, um, probably the best um, at this point. Um, and they just like they just completely demolished them. Like they were in the backfield every single play. I also don't think that it helped. That I don't. I don't think it helped that uh, the Giants were trying to play that like the edges of their defense that's where the Cowboys strength is at they have so much speed I feel like you gotta go tr- attack them through the middle because they're not as strong in the middle mm-hmm. um like they they're really relying on Jonathan Hankins as like their anchor in the middle of that D-line and he's up there in age so I think the Giants kind of played into their hands trying to attack the edges and that really doesn't help um I thought um Daniel Jones, he was looking good that first drive, but he had no passing yards. I didn't even realize until, like, after the game that that first drive where he was, like, running around, it was just all on his legs. Um, And then after the block field goal, it was – this game was just over. Um, Pretty embarrassing for New York Giants fans. Like, I don't know what I would do if I was a fan of the Giants. I saw first week. Who's going to guard Darren Waller? Who's going to guard Darren Waller? Like, bro, come on now. He's going to guard himself. Right? Yeah. He'll, he'll, and, like, the crazy thing is, like, he was their leading receiver, and he played, like, maybe half of the snaps. Um, their receiving core leaves a lot to be desi- desired, too. Um, it's going to be very dependent on Darren Waller and, I guess, one hamstring and then Saquon and the legs of Daniel Jones for this offense to be really good. And that doesn't work in today's NFL. Um I thought their defense would be a little bit better, but it's I, I just don't like outside of their like D line and edge rushers. I don't know if I trust their secondary much, like their corners. Xavier McKinney's good, but um, they just looked like a JV Ross, JV team against uh, that Cowboys um, pass rush. Um, they were just all. I think the Cowboys offense didn't do much, honestly. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have to though either. They, they, were up by, they were up by so much like right away. There wasn't much they needed to do. So we'll see how they do against. I think the Jets could put up a fight because of how good their defense is, and I don't think they're gonna get pushed around by the Cowboys' offensive line. So um, that that'll be a bigger test for their offense because I think it's gonna be a lot closer than forty zero, obviously. Yeah. 
uh, I, I kind of knew the game was over when I saw, I think, Andrew Thomas, who didn't get a false start at all last year or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. First quarter because he saw Michael Parsons lined up on the other side of him. Um, but, yeah, I, I've never been so confident in the Cowboys team before until this season. I had my doubts in the past two seasons. But for some reason, something's in the air. I don't see a single weakness on this team at all, besides the interior defensive line, like Trey said. But the rest of this team, I mean, you got players everywhere. Uh, I know he's dealing with a – I think he sprained his MCL in the game or something, so he'll be out against the Jets. Hopefully we're not, we're not going to have to use him. We're not Our offense doesn't have to put up many numbers. I hope Dak can just settle in and become a game manager because if the defense keeps playing like this and you can run the ball through Tony Pollard, you're going to be golden, bro. Like, we'll be straight as long as Dak does not turn the ball over. And, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys played a very solid game. Moving on, though, to the next game, we got to talk about the Dolphins and Chargers, a shootout in SoFi Stadium. Probably the best game of the week. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this game just – it's like the future of the NFL. You were just watching the future of the NFL. Uh, they had robots in the crowd, like those terminated for promoting some type of movie. But uh, – They need robots anyway. They don't have enough fans. <laughs> yeah, this game was um it looked it was just fireworks from the start. Um Tua outplayed Herbert. There's no that's hands down, that's not even a debate. Um I feel like the Chargers were very stagnant once again. Like I thought Kellen Moore would actually change his offense a lot. But it just felt like the same old Chargers that I used to. He was throwing to Keenan Allen a lot more, I'm not gonna lie. Keenan Allen had Six catches for 78 yards, Justin Herbert out there. But I feel like sometimes Justin Herbert playing a little too conservative, bro. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. He's throwing a little bit – like, he has one of the strongest arms in the league. Why don't you just take a shot downfield just one, once or twice? Um, it felt like a lot of times Herbert was dropping back, throwing to the open receiver, which played into the Dolphins' hands because they, they knew, oh, we can stop him, like, a couple yards short. They're going to punt the ball. Um, and then the Dolphins, I mean, Tyreek Hill is just – He's the game changer. He's the Steph Curry of the mm -hmm. His gravity, bro. Like, he's pulling – I'm talking about a team uh, – I'm talking about this Chargers secondary, very solid with J.C. Jackson and um, Derwin James and all that. But you have to account for Tyreek in so many different ways, and he still dropped 215 yards on you. Uh, that guy, I think Tyreek is the only receiver in the game. You can drop him on any team. He'll make the team better just like that. Uh, he's, he is a game changer. He's going for 2,000 yards this year, and he might be able to get that because uh, 215 yards to start the season is pretty nuts. Tua, Dolphins are very good when he was healthy. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy for the rest of the year because this Dolphins team on offense is absolutely fireworks. And uh, I got to say one last thing. Um, the Chargers, man, like J.C. Jackson cost them this game. It was a two-point game. They, they lost by two points. Uh, if J.C. Jackson didn't – wasn't so dumb and get a pass interference before the half when time was expiring. They were 30 yards away from the actual end. Doing, I don't know what he was doing. I have no idea what he was doing. But, uh, yeah, that pretty much cost – that low-key could have cost – that low-key did cost him the game. That was a three-point swing right there before halftime. So, yeah. Yeah. The Chargers never fail to just piss me off the way they play football sometimes. Um, that J.C. Jackson penalty, just inexcusable. It's not like he was close to getting – like a touchdown or something. He wasn't even close. The ball was way over the receiver's head, and he just decides to tackle him for no reason. Um, just dumb, dumb football. Um, I don't understand how Brandon Staley was, like, touted as this defensive genius when he was coordinating the Rams. 
and he hasn't had a single top 20 defense as a as a head coach just does not make any sense to me um you know like they get cooked bro like they're they were the worst rush defense in the league they're the worst defense on third and long the last two years um I don't understand how this guy keeps his job after like not having a good defense as a defensive coach and blowing a 27 point lead. Um, if this goes downhill for the chargers, I could definitely see him losing his job and Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore being promoted to head coach. Um, Cause this defense has too much talent to be this bad. Um, I get the Miami offense is good, really, really good. But this is a recurring issue for the Chargers, and they need to get it fixed ASAP or they're going to be in trouble. Um, but as for the Miami Dolphins, man, Tyree Kill is just different, bro. Like, the way he moves, um, just how smooth he is, his speed, it's second to none. Like, I don't think I've seen anything like Tyree Kill on a football field. Um, just creates so many, like, matchup nightmares for a defense. Um, the way Mike McDaniel uses him is really good too. Always has him in motion, motion has him on the move so he can't get like bumped at the line, um, and just schemes him up so well. And obviously, he's able to outrun du- double teams. Like that's what he did on that um, one huge third down that Tua like stepped up in the pocket and um, dropped a seed to him. Um, that kind of pretty much um, changed the game um, at the end. Um, that last drive it was a third and ten. And Tua just launched it to him deep. And then obviously they ended up getting the touchdown. But yeah, I think the Miami Dolphins are in a really good position. Um, they have a super clever coach. And um, as long as Tua can stay healthy, the way the division kind of panned out this past week with Buffalo, you know, the vibe, they just don't pass the vibe check this year. Um, and Josh Allen, like, it's continuing to just turn over the ball like he's Brett Favre or something. And then, obviously, the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers. They're in really good position to, you know, be the leaders in this division. I totally agree with you, man. That's going to be a scary division, especially now that Aaron Rodgers is down. We'll talk about that after this. Um, Now, Dre's favorite segment of the show, the Washington Commanders coming in with their first ever win in the Josh Harris era against a, uh, let me say, less than subpar, less than, yeah, less than subpar Arizona Cardinals team with Josh Dobbs as their starting quarterback who uh, was literally on the team three weeks ago, doesn't even know everybody on there. But that's besides the point. The commanders pick up a big win, uh, 1-0 against in a sold-out FedEx field. I've never seen FedEx actually sold out before, but I guess everybody only wants to see them beat the Cardinals. Almost lose, but whatever. Um, I didn't really watch this game. Shrey, this is your breakdown. Go ahead, man. It really seemed like it was going to be one of those games for us. Like, Dylan and I were texting, and we were like, yo, a different owner, same team, bro. Like, it was really looking like that. We were shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, We had one good drive that led to a touchdown. We were up 7-0, but that was mostly because we moved the ball down the field because of two pretty big penalties. Um. I didn't really like the way our offense was playing. We weren't playing balanced football. Felt like we weren't running the ball enough, especially with Brian Robinson, because Gibson was struggling. He fumbled kind of deep into Cardinals territory. Um, And we ended up like 
getting down because obviously our offensive line, our weakest point on the team, um, just could not protect. And uh, we were down, what, 7 to 13 at a point. Um, and I was just like, damn, bro, we can't beat the Cardinals. Um, we have a pretty tough schedule. Like, if we lose this, the season's over. And um, the defense really kept us in the game, bro. Like, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat out there making plays. The secondary was playing well. They really kept us in the game. Howell had a really good drive at the end of the first half, threw a dime to Curtis Samuel to make it 10-13. Then the second half, the defensive line just took over, um, had Josh Dobbs fumble once, and we got the ball deep in Cardinals territory and were, were able to convert off that. And eventually – you know, our talent on defense took over and Josh Dobbs not being in the system for long enough. This Cardinals team just not having the requisite talent. Um, we kind of just imposed our will and um, won that game at the end. But definitely was not as impressed as I thought I would be. Um, I thought our um, offense would be a lot better against, you know, a Cardinals team that is was just gutted this offseason. So, I think we need to keep the ball in Brian Robinson's hand, um, play balanced football. Don't do these five, seven-step drops with Sam Howell um, because we don't have a good offensive line. He can't hang in, especially when you're running play action with five to seven-step drops, not establishing a running game. That just makes no sense. So I hope we play a more balanced brand of football um, and Sam Howell continues to improve because he did, he did miss some throws. He obviously had two turnovers. Um, don't really blame that first pick on him because it, it got tipped at the line. But the fumble six was on him, so he's just got to protect the ball more. But um, I think we need to get our receivers involved a little more as well, um, our playmakers, Terry and Dotson. Um, and hopefully we can um, translate the defensive effort because we only allowed nine points to um, Denver um, this week. Yep, and now moving on to the final topic of week one, uh, the Aaron Rodgers story in New York has came has come to an end early. Uh, we all saw hard knocks. We all saw how hyped Jets fans were. Uh, absolute tragic injury, man. Like, this is a season which the Jets had everything, and all they needed was a quarterback. Um, and they just – the story ended in four plays. Uh, the game itself, the Jets won off a punt return for a touchdown at the uh, in overtime. <clears throat> off Josh Allen's just awful performance. I know sure can't even defend that performance. That was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Aaron Rodgers story, the Aaron Rodgers situation is a bummer. Um, I think we all wanted to see what Aaron Rodgers had left in the tank, especially going for revenge. Um, and now it was just over like that. Uh, ruptured Achilles, and he's going to be out for the season. Uh, I think this Jets team is still solid enough to make the playoffs or squeak in maybe. Uh, I don't trust Zach Wilson at all, which is why I don't think I have him going into the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, absolute tragic injury. Aaron Rodgers fans out there and uh, fantasy owners, I know they're they're hurting because uh, he had some playmakers. We saw what Garrett Wilson could do. Zach Wilson threw a terrible pass. If Aaron Rodgers threw that back shoulder. Shoulder fade, bro. Front shoulder fade, bro. I've never seen anything. Right to Trey White, too, out of all people, bro. Um, Gary Wilson just made a great play on that. But, um, yeah, 
the Aaron Rodgers situation is over. I don't know if this Jets team will can recover from this. I, f- I know the fan base is all down, even though they did pick up this win. They won the battle, but they lost the war. I'll tell you that right now. Um, just It just happens to be on the fourth play of the game, bro. Like, yeah. who would have thought? Um, yeah, one of the most hyped teams coming into the season, and they still have, like, five or six primetime games coming up. So, uh, like, it's going to be – a lot of people are going to see what the Jets are made out of. They have Dallas this week. I don't know – I don't know if Zach Wilson's gonna survive against the Cowboys, bro. Because yeah. they're not, not with that offensive line. Yeah, that offensive line looked terrible. I mean, literally the third, fourth play in the game, Aaron Rodgers gets sacked, ruptures Achilles. So, uh, I think the Jets want to do something if they really want to. They should go get, get go out and get one of these veteran quarterbacks. Um, there's not much on the market, but there's I, I wouldn't say Zach Wilson is any you know saving grace for you guys. So. Uh, yeah, if I were if I were the Jets front office, just play Zach Wilson out, see what he has, maybe let him play out the season. He's never had a full season where he's been like the true starter. Um, obviously, I know this team is good and everything, but like if you get if you go out and get like a Jacoby Brissett or a Cooper Rush, like yeah, you can get the playoffs, but you're gonna run into Patrick Mahomes or Trevor Lawrence or yeah. Tua. You're not gonna beat them in the playoffs. What's the point? Um, yeah, I think I think the Jets should just. Played out Zach Wilson, honestly. But I don't yeah. know. Yeah, nobody's going to give up their backup quarterback either that easy because then their emergency plan, if their quarterback goes down, is gone. So it's going to be really hard to find – to get a good backup at this point in, in a trade. Um, and the guys on the market, I mean, Carson ah, Wentz, uh, I think, what, Nick Foles is on the market? Like, Foles, Colin Kaepernick, I don't even know. Yeah, it's – might as well just see what Zach Wilson has at that point because in the end you did draft him at number two. Um, he hasn't had like a fully healthy season, um, I think. So might as well just give him a shot, see what you got in him. If he's not good, then you know he's not good and you know like he's not in your future plans after Aaron Rodgers plays a season and then retires or just ends up retiring. But it was definitely really sad to see, you know, I mean, I'm one of the biggest Aaron Rodgers fans out there. Um, you know, I saw the the crowd was buzzing. Um, I was watching the whole pregame and stuff and comes out with the American flag running down. It was just like, damn, like, this is really about to happen because I, like, watch Hard Knocks and everything. Like, I was really hyped about them. Like, I didn't think they were going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but I definitely thought they were going to go to the playoffs be much improved over last year just because they got Aaron Rodgers. Because I knew the talent they had on their defense. Um, and we saw it um, in, in full form Monday night. Um, they were flying all around the field. Jordan Whitehead, three picks. Um, Quinnen Williams was making plays. Um, they were in the backfield a lot um, and making things really tough on Josh Allen. And obviously that led Josh Allen to make a lot of dumb crazy mistakes swear this man gets more reckless by the year he went like his rookie year sophomore year super reckless and then two years of or a year of being like stable huh say again brian dable yeah brian dable yeah i think he really misses him and um you know he just tries to do too much for no reason like on that pick where he just like chucked it up he had 13 yards of space to run and get a first down, and he only needed eight yards. He doesn't slide, and he takes, like, a decent amount of hits, even though he's big. Like, he takes a lot of hits. 
and that adds up. It added up for Cam Newton as big and strong as he was. Like, this dude needs to get 13 yards for a first down. He's scrambling. He sees three defenders around him. He kind of hesitates because he knows this is not going to end well for me. And this dude tries to dive over three defenders from seven yards away. Like, it makes no sense. He's got to protect himself, and he's got to make better, better decisions. I know, like, all this Diggs drama was going on in the offseason, and he really tried to get him involved. But you can't get him involved to a fault where, like, you're putting the ball in harm's way because I think that's kind of what he did on that one of those picks to Jordan Whitehead. It was double coverage. It had no chance, but Diggs was there. So I think they got to do a better job at just getting, you know, the tight ends involved. They drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round, get Gabriel Davis involved, um, run it a little more. Um, but, yeah, it's in the end, it's going to be on him because he's going to have his the ball in his hands the most, and he's got to be smarter with it. Yep. Uh, like many people were starting to say, he is the modern-day Brett Favre, man, because the talent is there. The recklessness is also there. Man. Mm-hmm. He is literally modern-day Brett Favre. Um, moving on now to our week two preview. Uh, we have five games we've picked on our story or on our Instagram. We're going to go down the line, break those down right now for you guys. First game, first. Um, we were going to do the Cowboys and Jets, but we're not going to do that no more. Um, we're going to do the Eagles and Vikings on Thursday night coming up tonight. Um, I got the Philadelphia Eagles win this game, 31-20. They didn't look too sharp against the Patriots. Uh, they came out a very early lead, but then just kind of kind of just like were, went through the motions. They let Mac Jones carve them up. Hunter Henry was getting open. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think the Eagles are going to come in this game because that, that was the best-case scenario for the Eagles coming into that first game in the rain and still squeaking out a win even though they didn't play their best football, I think they're going to be locked and loaded tonight against the Vikings team who um, just struggled. I don't even know how to explain it, man. Justin Jefferson was their only answer. Alexander Madison, I expected more out of him. Uh, he couldn't get going. Kirk Cousins threw a really bad Kirk Cousins threw a bad pick in the red zone. Uh, and lose a game to the Buccaneers, who a lot of us were thinking like last place in the NFC South. So uh, that's just something you cannot do, especially at home. Now they're going on the road to Philadelphia. Eagles' first home game of the season, uh, Kirk Cousins on primetime. I think it's a, a recipe for disaster. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to come and win this game comfortably, 31-20. to 20. Yeah, um, I, as much as I wanted to pick the Vikings, it's just hard to pick um, this team against the Eagles in, Link, in the Lincoln financial field. Um, I, like you said, I think uh, the – Eagles are going to be more locked in this week. They struggled this past week, but I feel like it was a bad matchup for their offense. You know, first week of the season against Bill Belichick. with the, They have a lot of talent on defense, the Patriots. So um, I think the Eagles are going to get the job done. They're going to run the ball a, a lot more effectively. I think they're going to use a swift a lot more. Um, and I just don't think this Vikings defense has enough talent to put a stop to the Eagles offense when they absolutely need to. I think it's going to be close because the Eagles have a lot of um, injuries on their defense as well. So I think Vikings will be able to keep it close, but they won't be able to get the stops. And I think they'll lose 27-24. I got the Eagles. Moving on now to the next game we're going to predict. Uh, This is a very fascinating game. Two very young teams. Uh, The Green Bay Packers. 
going into Atlanta to take on the Falcons. We saw last week the Falcons had a pretty impressive win. Uh, they're very, very, very standard formula win. Run the ball and don't let the other team have the ball in their hands and create some turnovers when you need time of possession. I think the Falcons with that two-headed monster with Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson are going to be scary for – they have a chance to win this division. I think I, I slept on the Falcons and – Low-key, they look better than the Saints last week. Um, but, yeah, they're taking on the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love, who had a very impressive um, start in this campaign of being the next future Packers quarterback. Who knows? 15-27, uh, 245 yards, three touchdowns, made in, making some big-time plays. Uh, I'm very high on Jordan Love. I think Green Bay's going to walk into Atlanta and get another victory. I got the winning 23-20. Uh, I think expect Jordan Love to play very smart. And I think Matt LaFleur kind of knows. He said he's not Aaron Rodgers just yet. Let's just feed Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones went off last week against Chicago. But once again, it is just Chicago. Um, but I think the Falcons are going to be able to keep this game close. I think they'll be close in every game they play this year. This Falcons team is that talented. They just don't have the quarterback right now. But, I mean, if you have a team that can run the ball with a, with a solid O-line and a defense that can force turnovers, they're going to be in a lot of games this year. But I, I think the Packers are going to win this 23-20. Yeah, I got the Packers as well. Same score. Um, I am a little worried because Aaron Jones might not play. He didn't practice today. But I think the quarterback mismatch here, I think Jordan Love's better than um, Desmond Ritter. I haven't seen anything from Ritter that would tell me that he's going to be a solid NFL starter. And I'm not going to believe it till I see it. I think um, LaFleur is going to have these guys ready. Um, the Packers defense looked really good last week, especially against the run. Um, so I think they'll be able to bottle up the Falcons rushing attack just enough to give, um, you know, the Packers offense opportunities to score. I think they'll force some turnovers and stuff. And I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be like a walk-off field goal and Jordan Love is going to have like his first game winning drive of his career. Damn. Everybody buying into the Jordan Love hype? Okay. Okay. I see you. He's uh, looking good, right? He did look good. I've been saying it, but oh, apparently he's he's not close to Rogers. He's not close to Rogers. I'm just okay. I mean, he's not, but that doesn't mean he can't be good. All right. Well, moving on now to the next game, we're gonna pick uh pre uh, a rematch of the divisional round last year between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Once again, the Chiefs they should be without Travis Kelsey. I'm assuming he's not gonna be playing this game. Um, but yeah, I think the Chiefs. I mean, the Jaguars looked good last week. Um, Calvin really looked phenomenal uh, against the Colts. I think the Chiefs are going to go in this game, though. We all, I've always said that this is about a good team. A good team coming off a bad loss is scary mm-hmm. news for the team the next week. And I think the Chiefs are going to bounce back. Chris Jones just got re-signed to that deal. I expect him to go crazy. Um, and I think there's no way Patrick Mahomes did not tell his team these receivers need to step up. Uh, I expect Kadarius Tony to have a better game than last game. They shouldn't be dropping balls like that. And I have the Chiefs winning this game 27-24. But that that I mean the the gap between these two teams without Travis Kelsey is not that big. So I would not be surprised if the Jaguars do pull this off. Um but if Chiefs start off 0-2, yeah, bring back Travis Kelsey as soon as you can. Uh but I got the Chiefs winning 27-24. I got this being a high scoring game. I got uh Kansas City winning 31-30. I just don't think coming off a lot. A pretty bad loss, and with extra time to prepare, Andy Reid's 
gonna uh, let his um, squad lose like this and go down go down this season 0 and two. Um, I don't know if Kelsey's gonna be back, but I think Mahomes will do enough to figure it out with these receivers. Um, Chris Jones being back is gonna be huge because the um, the Jaguars offensive line did not look good week one and the Chiefs D line is pretty good. And I think they're going to be kind of wreaking havoc and making plays um, and make it hard for um, the Jags offense to, um, you know, as the game progresses, I think they're going to make it harder for the Jags to move the ball. Um, And I think Mahomes is going to pull it out um, in a close one, 31-30. Moving on now to the next game. Um, A lot of, talk about uh, these two teams because, uh, yeah, the Bengals last week had probably the worst performance in the Joe Burrow era. Under 100 yards passing, 82 yards passing. Uh, T. Higgins had zero receiving yards. Um, Jamar Chase doing a lot of talking before the game, talking about the Cleveland Elves or whatever. And they come out and put a stinker on. They're going into Baltimore. Not a tough, not an easy place to play and playing against the Baltimore Ravens who, even though they got the win against the Texans, Lamar Jackson looked uh, less than less than stellar, bro. I'll say that to say it nicely. Um, the the Ravens, both these teams, I expect better from them. Uh, the Ravens did pull out the victory, but they did lose J.K. Dobbins, and I believe it was was it Marcus Williams, Marcus Williams, Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum. They they lost a lot of players last week. Yeah, not for, not for the season, but definitely for this game. Uh, the Ravens are gonna yeah, they'll be out. Out of a lot of pieces, but I believe in Lamar Jackson at home. Um, I feel like these two teams, or every, I feel like every team in the AFC North always just splits two games. So I think the Ravens at home are going to pull out this win. Um, I mean, I don't expect Lamar Jackson to play as bad as he did against the Texans, and I don't expect Joe Burrow to play as bad as he did against the Browns. But um, yeah, I remember last season the the Bengals started off zero and two as well. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they start off on two. They'll be bounced. They'll be they'll be fine. But um, yeah, I think the Ravens are gonna step up this game. They better because uh, Lamar Jackson, he's just got that money, so he better step up. I don't think the Ravens are gonna win this game, unfortunately. Uh the Bengals have kind of had the Ravens number. The injuries in the secondary and on the offensive line, I think, are gonna be crucial this game because I believe in the Bengals bouncing back um, from that horrible game. Joe Burrow, there's no way he's going to have two bad games in a row like that. Um, and Jamar Chase has – I just don't know who is matching up with them in that Ravens secondary. Um, I think this is going to be a huge bounce back for them, and I think they're going to win pretty comfortably 20-26-20. Um, the I, I just don't like the the Ravens every year. It feels like they're just dealing with injuries on injuries. And mm-hmm. um, I just don't like this is like these are like significant injuries, like your left tackle, your center um, already losing, already missing Marlon Humphrey. And then the running back situation is just going to be hard this week, I think. So I got the Bengals. Yeah. And I just want to say shout out to the Ravens. Zay Flowers uh, looks like a stud, bro. Yes, I, I he think- does. 50 as anything, man. Um, but moving on, staying in the AFC North. I guess the AFC North is just playing all Monday night, huh? Um, the Browns coming off a huge win, absolutely dominating performance against the Bengals, like we just mentioned. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, who uh, I think 
what we saw from the Cowboys and Giants was very similar to the 49ers and the uh the Steelers. Um the Steelers, I think what we saw from Kenny Pickett last week was just a disaster waiting to happen. I mean, against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, and then the hype surrounding Kenny Pickett to George Pickens is just a lot. And then Patrick Peterson doing some talking, and then are you kind of cooking him? I expect the Steelers to bounce back defensively. Um, offensively, they're going against a solid, solid Browns team. And this Browns team has been solid for, I mean, the past four seasons, even with Baker. Uh, they Deshaun Watson looked good last week. Uh, they're going to take on their division rivals in the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a little slugfest. I think all three of us have picked this game to be under like forty points. So yeah, I'm just winning this game sixteen fourteen. I think they're just a little bit better on paper. Uh, I think Nick Chubb's gonna eat this game. I heard. I think Cam Hayward suffered a groin. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, and Deontay oh. Johnson's out. Yeah, Deontay Johnson's out. So I expect some big things. Um, I expect Nick Chubb to eat. And, uh, yeah, I think this Browns team, this division, I feel like the AFC North is just – I know the Bengals have won in the past few years, but it always just feels so wide open to me. And uh, the Browns can start off 2-0, it would be huge for them. So I got the Browns going and winning this game 16-14. Yeah, I think I agree with, I agree with you. This is going to be a classic AFC North slugfest. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be physical. Um, and even though, like, on paper – Everything tells you, you know, the Browns are winning this. They're way more talented. They're more healthy. I got to go with the Steelers. Um, they're a home underdog on prime time. I don't think they've lost on Monday night in a while. So I think they're going to continue that streak. Mike Tomlin is going to have them ready. They're, they're going to plaster that on their billboard that, or on their whiteboard that, you know, we're home underdogs against the Browns and they've historically been great against the Browns. I think in the 20th century, they're like eight, the, the Browns are eight 37 and one against the Steelers. Um, so I, I, I just think they're going to bounce back. I think that Pickens to pick it to Pickens connections actually going to fall, uh, come through this week. I think they're going to run the ball a lot better. Um, and you know, even though they're a little bit decimated on the defense, Mike Tomlin's going to have them ready. I think I don't think Deshaun Watson played particularly well last week. I, I just don't know what's really happened to him. He's nowhere near what he was on the Texans. Um, so I think they're going to be able to force some turnovers, be able to bottle up Nick Chubb just enough and pull out the win, 13-17. Um, yeah, and those are the five games we've decided to pick on. Um, yeah, with all that being said, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be week three preview, and I looked at the schedule coming up. There's some good games coming up in week three. So uh, we'll be hitting you all up then. And until next time, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you on the next yeah, listening. Peace.